Welcome to Shi'ar Jashub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and in this broadcast, we will be continuing a sermon in the Heavenly Authority series, where my husband discussed the different leadership errors that can creep into the church. And the first one he looked at was the religion trap, where the commandments of men nullify the commandments of God. And when we left off in Matthew chapter 15, Jesus was explaining to his disciples his rebuke to those Pharisees who had criticized them for not washing their hands according to the traditions of the elders. Here is Pastor Greg Scalzo. Then Peter answered and said to him, explain this parable to us. He still doesn't get it. So Jesus said, are you still without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart, and now look at the, these are the important, what's important to the Lord? How does he want our lives shaped up? right? How do we have evidence that his spirit is in there? What are the important meaty matters of the word of God, the commandments of God? Not whether you wash your hands a certain way. There's a benefit to washing your hands, clearly, but that doesn't make you a good or evil person. How do you know the spirit of God is there? How do you know what comes out of the heart is evil or good? For those things that come out of the mouth Come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart, and he gives you seven things here, proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. Gee, we've covered how many commandments there, right? right? These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. May make you a little dirty, may make the food give you an upset stomach, but it doesn't make you an evil person, doesn't defile a man. Now, there's a sister passage to this in Mark chapter 7. In Mark chapter 7, at verse 1, then the Pharisees and the scribes came together. Same, same reading, uh, verse 6, the people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Of verse 8, for laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the traditions of men, the washing of pitches and cups and many other such things you do. Now, isn't that a lot of, of Jewish practice today, right? The washing of cups and the traditions and how you set the, the different plates. He said all too well, and isn't that also what's happened in a lot of Christianity, right? All those different, how you set up different things for certain processes and procedures, and ceremonies. He sets them all too well, you reject. All too well, you reject, verse 9, the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. He goes on, honor your father and mother. And he talks about the Corbin. And then you go down. Uh, again, Peter's asking him, his disciples ask him concerning the parable. So he sets them, verse 18, are you thus without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him? because it does not enter his heart, but his stomach, and is eliminated, thus purifying all foods. In other words, by saying this, Jesus was saying that foods, they could fellowship with others 
uh, if you understand the proper relationship of food, but that's a whole other sermon. And he said in verse 20, what comes out of a man, that defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. And if you compare the two lists to get the, the full list the Lord gave them, there are seven more that are added. Covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness or debauchery, an evil eye, looking with that evil eye at, at what's going on around you, pride and foolishness. So the two lists give you 14 things, seven and seven. Evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, pride, and foolishness. That evil eye a lot of times talks about jealousy and looking at things and, and just coveting what other people have. And out of the eye, your eye is always looking at evil, always looking at darkness. That's some list, huh? That's what bothers the Lord. Now, you know, people go to the extreme. I've heard sermons given um, by liberal local churches that try to make it that anyone that preaches against these things are like, you would be like the Pharisees. You're making big issues out of minor things, just like they did with the wash of the hands. And isn't God just, isn't God just love? And let's just speak about love. This is not a matter of there aren't important things. There are commandments of God, right? He chose them. You've broken a major commandment, honor your father and mother, by your tradition. And here are other things that come out of the heart. All these rituals you do, washing plates and cups and all, that, if you make that the focus, you nullify and make void the important things, the things that come out of the heart. Is your heart right with God? And if it's not, what's unclean inside? What are the unclean things? What should you be washing away and focusing on the inside of your heart? And he gives you this list, evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, pride, and foolishness. Now, you know, we can very easily go and look at older churches, more traditional churches, and notice all the trappings they've built up with their prayers and their novenas and their and never hearing about Jesus Christ and say, look at that. That's the, you know, the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But if in born-again Christian churches, we're so caught up with trappings. Now, music, David played the beautiful Psalms, right? We talked about how they had whole times in the temple where they had people dedicated to the praising of God and the Spirit of God would come down. So is that an important element of Christianity? Certainly, right? However, if that becomes a trapping, if you have a church service where all they do is play the guitar and sing, the minister gets up and says a few words of love, and people, these things are going on that we just read out of the heart, aren't you taking what's becoming a tradition of men and nullifying the commandments of God. We're going to talk about that hopefully in a few minutes some more. Here, I want you to see the religious trap in Matthew chapter 16. 
Matthew chapter 16, verse 5. Now when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said to them, Take heed and beware of the leaven, the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, O you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand or remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? He fed 5,000 people with five loaves. Nor the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up? There was excess left over. How is it that you do not understand? Why would I be worried with you that you didn't bring enough bread when I was able to provide more than enough bread? How is it that you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but beware of the leaven, the yeast that spreads rapidly throughout the whole dough of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? And then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine. You know, teachings are like yeast. Good teachings can spread and cause good. Bad teachings can spread and cause horror. And whole generations can be trapped, trapped in darkness, cheated of the gospel of Christ. Beware of the leaven, the yeast, the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine, the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And then if you look in Matthew chapter 23, I'm not going to go through the whole, we have read through it, the woe to the scribes and the Pharisees, right? They sit in Moses' seat, observe and do whatever they tell you, but not do according to their works, for they say and they do not, and they bind heavy burdens hard to bear. They lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. They do all their works to be seen by men. They love the best places at the feasts. They love to be called rabbi, rabbi, teacher, teacher. He says, whoever exalts himself will be humbled. Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And then down at verse 13, but woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves nor do you allow those who are entering to go in, that religion trap. You're so focused on these traditions and all this system you've made up, you haven't given them the food of the gospel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. He says in verse 15, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte, and when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of Gehenna. Hell is yourselves. Woe to you blind guides who say, whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing, but whoever swears by the gold, the gold of the temple, he is obliged to perform it, fools and blind. For which is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold? And then he goes down in verse 24, blind guides who strain out a gnat, they don't wash their hands and swallow a camel. You know, my parents are destitute. They have no food. Well, you've made this vow. 
I've encouraged you to make this Corbin. So even though you'd like to help them, it's hard on the, there was an old rabbinical saying, even though it's hard on the parents, you have to keep your vow. You filter out, you strain out a gnat, but you swallow a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they're full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, the heart, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe to you, scribes, and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, also outwardly, you appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. There needs to be inside cleanliness inside cleanliness of the heart, and that only comes from a real relationship with God. And that's your first error, amassing traditions of religion to replace the reality of the relationship with God. Outward religion, devoid of the impact of God's Word and the presence of His Spirit. Oh, the Word of God could be read. It could be read in part, but it's made subject to the traditions of men, which can seem very beautiful on the outside, but are empty on the inside. They do nothing to take away the indulgences of the flesh. Our website address is shiarjashub.org, where you will find a link to the 1030 live stream of our Sunday service on YouTube.